For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. Well, some things seem to never change, Raider Nation. Last year... All the talk was centered around the Raiders signing Tom Brady and trading away Derek Carr. The Raiders were relocating, and they needed to make a really big splash in their new home. And what a better way to do it than sign the GOAT. Well, obviously that never materialized, and Carr went on to have arguably one of his best seasons ever. But once again, The rumors and social media are going crazy, saying the Raiders need to do everything, and I mean everything possible, to try and pry Deshaun Watson away from the Houston Texans. I mean, one national radio personality said the Raiders should trade Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and two first-round picks for Watson. I mean, are you just looking for clickbait? I mean, all of that is absolutely absurd. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Vinny Bonsignore, who covers the Raiders for the Las Vegas Journal Review, he wrote a story earlier in the week about Carr's outstanding season has now made him a hot commodity. And several NFL insiders expect the Raiders to field calls from teams inquiring about Carr's availability. Now, I'm sure the Raiders will do their due diligence and listen to whatever teams call. And frankly, I think they should, as well as they should listen to any offer about every player on this roster, considering they were 8-8. and And we all know they were in dire need of upgrading this defense. But now, I want to point out a couple of things. Nowhere, and I mean nowhere, have I read or heard The Raiders are trying to trade Derek Carr. Nowhere. Have you? I've read the Raiders should trade Carr, or the Raiders will likely field calls for Carr, but nowhere have I heard or have I read the Raiders are looking to deal Carr. Second, there's no guarantee the Texans are going to trade Deshaun Watson. Five months ago, Watson was very happy after he signed a mega deal, which included a no-trade clause. And don't anyone forget that because that is huge. Also, at that time, they had already traded Watson's best offensive weapon, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, which was a horrible trade, to the Arizona Cardinals. But despite that, he was still happy signing this long-term deal to stay in Houston. Apparently, Watson's issues 
are with owner Cal McNair because Watson wasn't consulted on the decision to hire a new general manager. But now I ask the question, do a lot of players really ever get consulted on their team's new GM? I mean, I think we all know the Texans are a mess, and they're coming off a 4-12 and season. They have a new GM, and they have a new coach as well. But everything I've read, everything that I've heard, the Texans are steadfast. Now, as of right now, they're steadfast. They're not moving to Sean Watson. So what does it come down to? Well, which side is going to blink first? And keep this in mind as well. With the new CBA, if a player gets fined for missing training camp, he now has to pay that fine. In the past, teams would just forget it. But not that easy anymore. You can't do it. You got to fork up that cash. I think this story has a long way to go before we get to the end. All right, let's put aside all these rumors for now and be thankful we have one more game. And it's Super Bowl 55 on Sunday from Tampa. Now, I said last week I'm picking the Chiefs, who are favored by three, and I'm going with the over, which is 56 and a half. Sorry, Raider Nation. I'm still sticking with both of those. Earlier this week, I was texting with my friend Bill and he was pointing out some of these crazy prop bets to me. I mean, have you seen some of these Raider Nation? I mean, here's a couple examples. The New York Knicks' Julius Randle's free throws made in Sunday's game versus the Miami Heat versus Tampa Bay's first quarter points scored. Randle's giving one and a half points. How about this one? The Boston Celtics' Jason Tatum's point total against the Phoenix Suns Versus the Chiefs and Bucks' second half point total. Tatum's getting two and a half points. Trust me, there are so many more to choose from, and these are just a few examples. But whatever you're feeling, whether you like my picks or you have your own, head to betonline.ag today because it has it all. Game spreads, totals to team, player, coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, Raider Nation. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all those great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Angie's list is now Angie and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Last weekend, the Senior Bowl was played in Mobile, Alabama. Now, one way the Raiders will be looking to upgrade their defense is through the draft. And for more on that, let me bring in the man who knows a thing or two about college football. He's the host of the J-Boy Show podcast, Jake Crane. Jake? Thanks so much for joining me. How you doing? 
Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, excited to get on here and uh, talk some ball and a uh, little NFL draft with you. All right, let's begin with the, with the senior ball. Give me a couple players whose stock rose. Uh, to me, defensively, K.J. Britt, the linebacker from Auburn, uh, got hurt early in the year. It was going to be a big year for him, uh, you know, with a lot of eyes on him uh, from a lot of scouts. I thought uh, coming off an injury, especially against the run game, he looked really fluid. Uh, he was able to read and react. He didn't look slow. There was no false steps. And also a knock on him has been pass coverage, but I thought he held his own. He actually looked better than I've seen him. Uh, and I think he's a guy that made himself a little bit more money. Uh, I think Aziz Ojolari, another guy that we're going to talk about, an edge rusher, a guy that I think is pretty talented. But, uh, you know, on the offensive side, Sam Ellinger is a guy uh, that I think everybody talks about, you know, Texas. There were some big games that he, that he lost. They really didn't win a championship there. But I think he's a guy that's really composed. Now, he didn't really light it up. I don't think anybody, you know, really stood out. Uh, but I think Sam Ellinger is a guy that if he gets a chance, can actually do some things and surprise some people. Jake, on the flip side, whose stock might have fallen? Well, uh, you know, you, you hate to say somebody's stock fallen. I know people said that yeah, Kellen Mond, he had a good senior bowl, this, that, and the other. But uh, you really didn't see anything from a touch standpoint. And I think when they put the tape on and you watch the way that Texas A&M played, there's really nothing that stands out. Uh, I, didn't, I don't think Mac Jones did anything to hurt himself. Uh, I think well, what he's able to put on tape, tape, even with the players that he had surrounding him, that offensive line that's just laden with stars. Uh, but to me, Kellen Mond, I thought if he was going to make that jump and surprise people, including myself, it would have to be at the Senior Bowl uh, Pro Day without pads and without coverage. You can only get so much from that. Uh, so I would say Kellen Mond, but I don't think anybody really tanked, in my opinion. All right. Well, Jake, the Raiders' defense, I mean, it needs so much help everywhere. But I think the three areas that are most dire for them right now are edge rusher, the interior line, and safety. So they have a 17th pick in the first round. Based on all that and who might be available, who are some options you think might be there for them to pick? Well, when I look at where they're at, and if you're the Raiders and you're trying to fix multiple spots and, and uh, being able to bring in guys that are versatile only makes sense. So you look at a guy like Jeremiah Wusu koromoa uh, that's a linebacker, a guy that's really fast, that's quick twitch. Uh, he's able to come off the edge, and he's really not as polished as he's going to be when he's able to get to the league and they can just focus on ball and he can add some moves and kind of get used to – uh, really being able to set offensive tackles up and getting a feel for it. Uh, but he's also really good in coverage. Uh, I think his ceiling is really high. Uh, another guy that I talked about earlier, Aziz uh, Ojolari from Georgia. I think he's a guy that uh, also has a huge ceiling. I think he's physical. Uh, he's really good in short spaces. He's got, got great burst. And I think he's an NFL player. I think he's been an NFL player. So if you want to go for a guy that, I think has less bust potential. I think Aziz Ojolari, if you can get him, I, he may go to the Cardinals to pick before. They may have to trade up. But if they do lose him, I think uh, Coromo is a guy that you couldn't be wrong with. All right, so that's the first round. And if they want to address some of their other needs on defense in the later rounds, can you give me a few other names maybe to potentially uh, be on the lookout for? Well, at safety, uh, if he doesn't go early, uh, the Trevor Morin kid out of TCU – He's such a natural safety. Uh, I know that's a position you talked about. Uh, I think he'd be able to come in and have a chance to play early. I don't think he'd be overwhelmed. He understands leverage. 
he's kind of a complete package. He's a solid tackler. I actually think he's kind of underrated as a tackler, and he's a guy that multiple times when he was caught in the alley, regardless if it was against gap scheme, run scheme, didn't matter, he was able to make plays. I thought that really stood out, and I think he's got great tape. Uh, but really, if you look, if they're looking for a corner, uh, there's some guys, I think Greg Newsom's a kid out of Northwestern I really like. He wasn't able to play in the bowl game against Auburn if he can make it to the later rounds. Uh, but I'll say this, there are some edge rushers out there. Uh, I think Jalen Phillips, the Miami kid, uh, you know, he, he's not very polished. I know he's had a little injury in his past, uh, but I think he would be able to come in. And if he is healthy, I think he's talented enough. Once he adds a few more moves to the arsenal, like I brought, uh, brought up earlier, should be able to help. So there is some depth in this defensive class, especially if they make some moves. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, who falls at 17 with that first pick. I think that'll kind of dictate where they go from there. Jake, you said there's a lot of depth at defense in this draft, but are any of these guys, I mean, what you would consider, I don't want to throw out Hall of Famer, that's way down the line, but immediate impact type of players. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think you look at Patrick Sertan uh, from Alabama. I think he's going to come in and be one of the best corners in the league. He's one of the most polished guys. I've seen Micah Parsons at linebacker from Penn State, a guy that, you know, everybody's been talking about forever, and I'm just speaking defensively. you got Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech, who I think is a little bit high. I think he's a little bit over, uh, I would guess, I don't want to say estimated, but I'm not as high on him as, as I am some other guys that are ranked below him uh, that I mentioned earlier. But, you know, uh, Gregory Russo, I mean, if you look at Miami, it's crazy. I, I was shocked in the Virginia Tech game. Uh, and I think Russo was out, but they had two of the best edge rushers there are. And I mean, this kid's a redshirt sophomore. So uh, I think from guys that are younger, that have uh, pretty high potential, the guys that have played like Christian Barmore from Alabama, an interior defense lineman, a tackle, a guy that actually can rush the passer from the interior D line. Uh, I do think there's some guys that have a chance to be really good and uh, be a pick that four or five, six years down the road and say, wow, that team got a steal. Yeah, Gregory was so with somebody I saw uh, in a mock draft actually going to the Raiders. Another name that I've seen, a guy out of Michigan State defensive lineman, uh, Quiddy Pay. What's uh -huh. on yeah. him? I mean, you know, he's, <laughs> like we were just talking about, that's, that's another edge rusher. Uh, right now, I believe they got him in the mock to the Titans at 22. Uh, and, and that's something where, you know, Tennessee's kind of in the same boat a little bit. They're looking around and looking at all these pass rushers. And uh, I don't think you can really go wrong with a lot of them. But what I think separates Quiddy Pay is his size. Uh, he's 6'4", 270. Uh, I talk, you talk about quick bursts. It's amazing the way he's able to move. I think he's very crisp in some of his pass rush moves. I think that swim move he has coming off the edge is really deadly once he's able to set it up. And I think with that size, he'll be able to always have the bull rush but not have to rely on it. So if I had to say one guy, I think an edge rusher that will come in and be able to handle that load early, just from a physical standpoint, because it is a different game. We all know you can ask anybody. I mean, I've had Nick Hardwick, uh, all type of guys on my show, NFL offensive linemen, just talking about the difference between the college and the NFL game from a physicality standpoint and the wear and tear. And with that body type and his ability to move, I think uh, Quiddy Pay has a chance to be pretty special. All right, Jake, I'm going to put you in that uh, Raiders war room on draft day. You've got the 17th pick. Who would you select if you were them? Uh, I'm going Aziz. Uh, if he's there, if the Cardinals don't take him earlier, Aziz, uh, I, I, I struggle saying the same. 
Aziz Ojalari uh, from Georgia. I think he has the, the least amount of bust potential. Uh, he's athletic enough. He's super power, powerful. He's big enough. He's physical. And he's so instinctual. That's the thing I think that separates him. Because you know how it is in the SEC. There's a lot of guys that are big and physical. But he's, he's very efficient. Uh, he, he really runs the hoop and bends well. I think he's able to, he'll be able to lean and collapse the pocket, make the quarterback have to step up, hopefully to an interior pass rush or a guy that gets free in the middle. So I'm going to go Ojolari. All right, Raider Nation, there you have it. Hey, Jake, I really appreciate your time and you sharing all your college football knowledge with us. I uh, really appreciate it. Hey, anytime. Uh, I hope you guys, uh, Jonathan Abram, I coached him uh, at Jones County. Uh, junior college before uh, after he left Georgia before he went to Mississippi State. Uh, so I'm a Raiders fan for life because of uh, old Abe. Sounds great. Hey, don't forget Raider Nation. You can listen to Jake on the J Boy Podcast, and you can also follow him on Twitter at the J Boy Show. You know, Raider Nation. Last month, I said the Raiders should pursue free agent cornerback Richard Sherman. I mean, to me. He's one of the best corners of his generation, and I think he can still play at a high level. I know his age. He's going to be 33 in late March, and he's coming off an injury-riddled 2020 season, and that's probably going to scare a lot of potential suitors off. But just look at his numbers from 2019, and it's arguably one of the best seasons of his entire career, which I think is a Hall of Fame career. According to Pro Football Focus, he allowed just 227 receiving yards all season. I feel like some of the current Raider corners allowed that in just one game. I know it's probably a bit of an exaggeration, but that's how it felt sometimes. I mean, Sherman's intelligence, his professionalism, and being an alpha male is something this young Raiders secondary needs. Plus, he played for new defensive coordinator Gus Bradley in Seattle. Where am I going with all this? Well, earlier this week, Chris Collinsworth had both John Gruden and Sherman on his podcast together. Yes, he did. And as I'm watching it, I mean, it seems like Collinsworth is doing everything he can to make this marriage happen. Now, technically speaking, Sherman is still a member of the 49ers, and won't be a free agent till the start of the new NFL season in March. And if you can, I want you to take a listen, because I'm sure the NFL is going to look into it and possibly slap Gruden with a fine for tampering. But you know what? If the Raiders can land Sherman, to me, it'll be well worth it. All right, Raider Nation, that's going to do it for this edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast. I'm Dennis Ackerman. Thanks so much for listening, and may all your punts find the coffin corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.